Welcome to another edition of the Sports Report Podcast brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. Yes, that is the new name of the sports show that's going to be on the Drive-In Podcast Network. It's going to be something that we uh, have weekly. It's not always going to be hosted by myself. It's going to be different. It's going to be unique each and every week. It could have Jacob and I. It could have Jacob and somebody else, myself and somebody else. Um, but we wanted to separate the Music City Drive-In from uh, with with all the movie stuff. And of course, Jacob and I are diving more and more into some sports stuff within the network. And we have other people on the network that dive into it as well. So we wanted to kind of have its own separate podcast. So do us a favor, subscribe to the show. It's going to be unavailable on iTunes very, very soon. It's available on Spotify and Stitcher and some other places already. Um, as always, I am joined by my partner in crime here. Jacob, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm good. I'm glad to finally have a place to where we can talk about sports and get kind of our thoughts out um and yeah i'm just excited to see where this goes yeah it's kind of fun to have it separated from the rest um last week we started doing our over and under uh, we did the nfc south last week basically what we did if this is your first time listening we recapped the key addiction the key additions the subtractions and then uh, from the offseason for each team. And then we talk about whether or not we would bet the over and under for each team. And we go week by week and tell you wins and losses for each and every team. So like last week, we did the NFC South. This week, we're going to do the AFC South. But the two teams we're going to tackle today are the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to kick it off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm kind of excited to talk about these two teams because – one of these two teams is going to be, in my opinion, going to be probably pretty bad. And then the other one, we'll talk about them in a little bit. We'll probably piss off all of our uh, Tennessee <laughs> fans here in a little bit. But the key additions from the all-seasons for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Joe Schubert, Tyler Affert, uh, Rasheen Melvin, C.J. Henderson, um, uh, Kevilon Chasen, and LaVisca Chenault are the key additions from the all-season. A couple of those guys came over from the draft. The subtractions, obviously, Nick Foles, uh, Marquise Lee, um, Kalias Campbell and AJ Boyette, uh, Boyette. For me, right off the top, I'm going to say this: this is they did not have a good offseason, in my no. opinion, when it comes to replacing Nick Foles. Whatever Minshew mania went wild last year. Last year's record, they went six and ten. Obviously, Minshew. People don't understand. He was six and six as a starter last year. Through 21 touchdown passes, only had six interceptions. You know, he kind of brought the swagger back within the position that I haven't really seen from their quarterback position since dating back to like Mark Brunel. Um, you know, they had Blake Bortles. That was a mistake. They held on to that too long. Minshew come in there. I was very surprised with seeing Doug Marone not fired this past offseason. He's got one more chance to turn it around. Um, they traded A.J. Boyette, who was one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Their strength of schedule on the season is four, uh, 494.494, which is 22nd overall in the league. So they don't really have a super hard schedule. And, of course, their Vegas over-under win total is going to be five. Before we tackle the record, Jacob, what are your thoughts on the Jaguars real quick? Yeah, you know, it's like you said, you know, they lost a lot of good players. They lost A.J. Boye. They lost Kalias Campbell. They lost Marcus Lee. Um, you know, they lost Nick Foles. Uh, I really do like Gardner Minshew. Like you said, he kind of has that swagger that uh, Jacksonville's needed, kind of has that swagger that you need as a quarterback, just in his personality and his play style. It reminds me a lot, and it's not just his look. He reminds me a lot of uh, like a Brett Favre, like he's going to take risks. He's going to try to make plays. He's going to have fun playing football, and that's what that's what I really enjoy watching from a quarterback. But you know, to be a quarterback, you got to have people to throw to. And you know, losing Marcus Lee was a huge loss. You know, they still have DJ Chark, but 
I mean, losing these guys, it's the, bringing in Tyler Eifert, a guy who hasn't really played much over the past few years. What is um, that? <laughs> what is that move? You know, I understand yeah. they need a tight end, obviously. But the thing about it is, is it it doesn't move the needle, right? C.J. Henderson, mm-hmm. great, de- you know, defensive pick. Uh, Kevin and Chase, that was a great defensive pick. Um, I think that they got some solid pieces in the defense. You know what I mean? They drafted mm-hmm. uh, Josh Allen last year, which I thought was a uh, was it Josh Allen? Yeah, yeah, it was a steal, definitely. Uh, steal. They, they stole him in the draft last year. You know what I mean? I know he's from your, you know, Kentucky up there. You know, they only have they have one good football player every couple of years. So. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, I, I think um, the Tyler Eifert just blows my mind, especially when you got teams like the Bears who went out and got uh, Jimmy Graham. No, did they get Jimmy Graham? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Graham for a bunch of money for no reason. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. They, for Doug Marone, thinking that it was, uh, you know, he has to know that he's on the hot seat. It's one of those things like coaches, they're not ignorant to the situation. They know when and where they need to be and for him to know that he is on the hot seat and to not make any moves that's kind of telling about how how much the coach really cares about the team and cares about winning um absolutely but yeah i just you know the jacksonville i i love garner Minshew. this probably will be his last season as a jacksonville jaguar do i think it's going to be his last season as starting quarterback absolutely not but wearing a Jags jersey, I can't see him going past this season. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. So let's go ahead and dive into that schedule. We all know it is time to dive at the schedule, but we also know it is time for the Jaguars to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Um, all right, so let's kick it off for the season. Um, we're going to do – we do it by uh, four games here. So they kick off the season at home against Indianapolis. Then they travel to Tennessee. Then they take on the Dolphins at home, and then they travel to Cincinnati. Um, Jacob, what do you have their record through for uh, through four games? Uh, through the first four games, I got them at one and three. Um, I think they'll beat Miami. I think Miami's a, not a not a good team, um, but I think they will lose to Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Cincinnati uh, probably pretty easily. I, I disagree with your statement about Miami not being good. Uh, I think I take that to offense. I think they're going to be a lot better than people expect. I think they got a good team that's turning around. I just don't think they have the right quarterback to do so. I'm not a two guy, but that's that's a different podcast. You and I, you and I, you and I don't agree on a lot, but that's one thing we have always agreed on. But for me, actually, crazy enough, I have them at one and three, also beating the Miami Dolphins in week three. So <laughs> I've got them kicking off at one and three. So the next four games, we've got at Houston, we've got at home for Detroit, we got the bye week sandwiched in there, then they travel to LA to take on the Chargers, and then of course they take on the Houston Texans at home. So Houston, Detroit, Chargers, Texans. I've got them going one and three here with their lone win coming against the Houston Texans. I've got them losing at Houston. Um, and then they're at home for Detroit losing that game. And the Chargers are going to lose that game. And then they play Houston at home. And I think they're going to be, I think they'll be Houston that week. So what do you got for them there, Jacob? Uh through the next four, I got them going 0 and 4. I have Ooh. them at one and seven to this point. Oof. So we got heading into that basically the halfway part of the season. I got up two is two and six. You got them at one and seven. Mm-hmm. This is where the schedule gets just disgusting for Jacksonville. Okay, these next four at Green Bay, Pittsburgh at home, Cleveland at home, at Minnesota. That right there is a brutal stretch. You got four teams that might be in the playoffs this year, right there, back to back to back to back. I've got them going zero and four right there 
No question about it. What you got? Same here. Um, I don't think I don't think Jacksonville's in any in any way to beat a good team, let alone a playoff team. And I think these, like you said, these are four potential playoff teams. Um, Pittsburgh's kind of iffy in my eyes, but uh, I think these are four potential playoff teams, and I don't think they can stand with any of them. And the crazy thing about it, it doesn't get any easier, right? It was Green mm-hmm. Bay, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minnesota. Then it's Tennessee, Baltimore, Chicago, Indianapolis, with Chicago probably being the the weak spot of that lineup. But that schedule is brutal. The last four games of the season, I've got them going one and three. I've got them losing to Tennessee, or Tennessee getting the clean sweep of Jacksonville for the first time, I think, ever. And then, of course, them traveling to Baltimore, that's just going to be annihilation. Lamar Jackson might be, you know, giving out Gatorade by halftime. And then, of course, I've got them beating Chicago. Uh, I think Chicago is going to be one of the worst teams in football this year. And then at, then they're on the road the last game of the season against Indianapolis. Uh, I've got them losing that as well. I think that's going to be a pivotal game for Indianapolis to try to clinch up a seed. Finishing up, I have Jacksonville at 3-13. and 13. What do you got for those final four games? If Chicago is in tank mode, maybe they can do it. But uh, I'm not going to give you the last four games. I'm going to give you the whole record. I have them at 1-15. and 15. Woo! 1-15. I have – I have very, very little faith in the Jacksonville Jaguar organization. I think, I think Jacksonville is two to three bad years from completely leaving Jacksonville and restarting somewhere else. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't be surprised either. But at the same time, I really feel like um, if they do get Trevor Lawrence, that franchise is going to be turned around for years to come because yeah. I think they have some tools there to go on. So over under. The over-under is five. I don't see their schedule. Like I said, I have them at three and 13, and you have them at one and 15. But I don't see a way they win five games this year. I like Minshew. I think Minshew might be a good starting quarterback next year. Maybe, you know, let's say Chicago, maybe. Um, Oakland, may, or not Oakland, Las Vegas now. The, he, there's a couple of places that he could land on his feet, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be in Jacksonville next year. But uh, I don't see there's any way they're getting the five. I got them going under, and I am betting that under hard this offseason. Yeah, that uh, Minshew Minshew's one guy who, when the offseason came last year, being a Chicago fan, I wanted them to trade for Minshew so bad. And then when they traded for, for Foles, that was just another shot to the heart. Um, but yeah, I'm taking that under. I'm taking that under 10 times out of 10. Even looking at their schedule, even if they pull off a few more wins. I don't see a ceiling that is above three games. You know, I think their, their best record they could possibly get is three and 13. And and they still cut short, right? They still fall mm -hmm. short there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I truthfully think with, I mean, if the right places fall, we could have another Owen 16 season. Uh, I don't know if they'll go that far, but I do think that they're going to have struggle. They're going to struggle all season long, and it's going to be a rough one. Um, all right, transitioning over to the Tennessee Titans, who, in my opinion, overachieved last year. They kind of got the downside of the Brady era in New England, and then they kind of caught Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at the wrong right place at the wrong time and beat them. And then, of course, they've got a not. They pretty much got their stuff handed to them in Kansas City. 
But the offseason has not been kind for them, in my opinion. Um, their key additions right now, Vic Beasley, Jonathan Joseph, Dennis Kelly. Their subtractions, Mariota's a dud. I don't really care about him. He was nothing. Delaney Walker, I think, is a big presence missing in the locker room. Jack Hawkland is a huge piece of that offensive line that was very, very good last year. He's he's in Cleveland now. They gave Jarrell Casey away um, for nickels and dimes to, for, to, to Denver. Um, and then Wesley Woodward is gone as as well. Um, this, like I said, this offseason has been pretty brutal for them. In my opinion, they had to move Casey to free up some room to pay Tannehill. They gave Tannehill a hundred million dollars, and I'm still kind of blown away by that because mm-hmm. Tannehill's not good at football, guys. I mean, look, Tannehill is what he was. You know what I mean? It, it's he had a decent season because of. Uh, of Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it was. Period. Case in point. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry had one of the best seasons ever. That stretch down the season was was phenomenal. But if we take a look at at these two of the three playoff games, obviously he p- kind of picked it up a little bit in that Kansas City game, but that Kansas City game, they were behind. Against against Baltimore, 7 of 14, 88 yards, two touchdowns. You know what I mean? 8 of 15, um, one touchdown, one interception in the in, in the game against New England almost cost them the game against New England. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but Ryan Tannehill is not the answer here. Yes, he had a good season, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions last year. I understand that, but this guy, this is this reminds me of Blake Bortles, right? This team is pretty good, but now they overpaid for Tannehill. They gave Henry the money he deserved, really. But now we're stuck here. We had to get rid of Cochran. We couldn't afford Cochran. Big piece of the offensive line is gone. Jarrell Casey, they gave him away for nickels on the dollar. Delaney Walker is gone. That presence, that venture and leadership is gone in that locker room now. I don't believe John John Smith is that great. I think he's good. I just think that he's serviceable. So for me, 9-7 record last year. They have the 20th easiest schedule in the NFL uh, with a .498 strength of schedule, Vegas over under is at eight and a half, which I think is relatively a solid eight and a half. I, I, it's 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 solid, you know what I mean. Um, but for me, like I said, I have a lot of issues here. What do you think of their offseason, Jacob? Um, you know, you and I, we run the Music City Drive-in. We're located in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I we are going to probably piss off a lot of people because I agree 1000 1 million percent with you i think the titans massively overachieved last year um i don't think that that's something they can do year in and year out uh i think they lost jarrell casey wesley woodyard delaney walker you know three players who are getting older in age but those are guys who you know they're locker room guys they're guys who you know the younger guys can look up to and losing those it's not as big a hit on the field as it is kind of in that locker room presence, like you said. Um, you know, bringing in Vic Beasley, who hasn't really done all too much in his entire career, I don't – I I can't think of anything much he's done. But, um, yeah, I think they massively overachieved. I would go as far to say – Derrick Henry, you're right. Great season. Great running back. I would never say this to his face, but I personally wouldn't put him in my top five of running backs in the league. I think that there are better running backs – who can do more, who can pass catch better, who can run routes better. Um, I think he's a very downhill runner, but I think that that kind of running back is going away from the NFL nowadays. You know, you got guys like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Alvin Kamara, who line up in the slot. I just can't see him doing that. Um, And I agree with you. I think that money line 
uh, hits it right on the head. I think eight point five is perfect for them, but I don't I don't see them having any type of uh, season like they did last year. Yeah, and see the thing about it is for me it's crazy to look at it. It's it's the they're going to stack more guys in the box against the Titans mm-hmm. team, and they're going to make Tannehill beat them. Tannehill cannot do it. Sorry, guys, period. All Tana- right. Tannehill reminds me, you know, you said um, – I can't remember who you like said. But Tana- yeah, Tannehill reminds me of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Case Keenum or Josh McCown, a guy who will – Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, yeah. sorry. A game manager. He's a game mm-hmm. manager. A guy who a guy who will int- eventually be a journeyman quarterback, um, you know, travel from team to team, do things from team to team. He is not a one hundred million dollar quarterback in any sense of the word. Um, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's good enough to be a long term option. He's not a for Super any Bowl winning wins. quarterback. Mm-mm. He's not. That's the problem. If I'm going to pay a hundred million dollars, I need to believe that you're going to win me a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and transition into the season. I talked a lot of bad, but I, when it comes down to brass tactics, their record is not too, as terrible as I think it's going to be. But kicking off the season, they travel all the way across to Denver. Then they come back home for Jacksonville. Then they travel to Minnesota for the Minnesota Vikings. And then they're back home for Pittsburgh. Um, what do you have them in those first four games, Jacob? Uh, in those first, oh, first four, I've got them at one and three um, with their lone win to Jacksonville. I've got them at two and two. Um, I've got them beating Denver. I uh, – I keep saying this every time we talk about Denver on this podcast. I'm not a Denver believer. Uh, we talked about it two podcasts before because uh, we talked about somebody that was facing them. I'll talk more about Denver in a later, uh, obviously, on a later episode when we're tackling the West. Uh, I have them beating Jacksonville week two, and then I have them losing at Minnesota, and then also have them losing uh, at home to Pittsburgh. Um, the next four games in the schedule, uh, they've got Buffalo, Houston, bye week, at Cincinnati, Chicago. Um, I'll be honest with you right here. I have three and one on the stretch right here. Um, I do it too. Uh, I got them beating Buffalo. I've got them beating Houston, losing to Cincinnati, and then beating Chicago. Okay, surprisingly enough, I, you know, I, I'm not a full on Denver believer. I'm a believer that Denver won't be terrible, but I am a very big Buffalo believer, um, and I have them losing to Buffalo and then winning the next three: Houston, Cincinnati, and Chicago. I like it. I like it. So, so far, um, I have them at three, four, five, and three heading into the first half of the season. I've so, got them at four, four. All right, transitioning here. Now, the next four games, this is where the schedule kind of gets dicey for them, right? It kind of gets a little hard. Um, and, and it's actually for the rest of the season. They've got a couple cupcake games in there, but these this four, this stretch right here is kind of four hard. Uh, Indy at home, at Baltimore, at Indy, Cleveland. Now, we know their troubles and woes with Indy, right? They always mm-hmm. struggle with the Colts year in, year out. The Colts are going to be a lot better this year. We'll talk about that on the next podcast. I'm very, very excited about the Colts team and their prospects this year. But, Jacob, what do you got right here? Uh, Indy, Baltimore, Indy, Cleveland. What you got your record be? Uh, I've gotten them beating Indy at home. Uh, we're losing to Indy in Cleveland at home. Uh, give me those last three again. You kind of cut in real quick. So you said beating at Indiana uh, and then losing to Baltimore, losing to Indianapolis, and then beating Cleveland at home. I actually have them one and three here. I've got them beating Indy and then losing three straight to Baltimore, Indy, Cleveland. Um, heading into the f- final four games of the season, I have them at a, a crisp six and six. Um, let's see. The last four games of the season at Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, at, or at Green Bay, at Houston. 
back-to-back uh, -back road games to end the season. Um, I've got them going two and two here, uh, beating Jacksonville and Detroit, and then losing to uh, Green Bay and Houston. What do you got them at? Uh, I've got the exact same. You know, you talked about the Titans' struggles with Indianapolis. I think their struggles with Houston are a lot more. Uh, they seem to always lose to Houston when it matters most. And, um, and yeah, I've got them beating Jacksonville, beating Detroit, and then losing the last two of the season. And see, I think that Houston game's pivotal, right? You know, nine and seven could get them in the playoffs. They're eight, they're eight and seven heading into that last game of the season against Houston. Maybe they win. Maybe they get that seven seed because, you know, we've got that extra playoff spot this year that we didn't ever have before. Mm -hmm. But I think they lose that game, and then they ended up being eight and eight. So um, I, for the over-under here, so you have them at eight and eight as well? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. The over-under is eight and a half. And to be honest with you guys, I had a struggle at giving them eight wins. Um, I think they they were nine and seven last year, and I feel like they overachieved. I think they overachieved more so in the playoffs. I'm going to hammer the money line here. I like the under of eight and a half. I could see them easily being six and ten, seven and nine. Um, so I'm not going to bet it as high or as often as I am with Jacksonville, but I'm going to put some money on this under for the, for the Titans, one thousand percent. Same, uh, same. If you're putting a bet on this, go the under. Just take it. All right, folks, do us a favor. Head on over to the MusicCityDriving.com. We've got so much content coming out right now between sports, movies, pop culture, gaming. We've got it all covered. Basically, our website is encompassing anything that you want to look at. Uh, make sure to check out the other shows on the Music City Drive-In or the Drive-In Podcast Network. We've got the Fantasy Football Roundtable, which is a great podcast covering fantasy football. We're in the midst of a draft right now with those guys hosting us inside of it, having a lot of fun in that. We're also tackling um, – we've got 50 years of music with two 50-year-old – uh, guys, that show is phenomenal. I love those guys a whole lot. Make sure to check them out as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sports Report podcast. Make sure to subscribe, like us everywhere you can. Give us five-star review on iTunes. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.